0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Jonathan Boggs. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? Good. How are you today, Bradley? Oh, it's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? It's a beautiful sunny day in Washington. Uh, Washington, DC or state? State. Kent, Washington. Very nice. Okay. So Jonathan, I'm just gonna like, let you go right into it. Please tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, uh, where do we start? Um, I am the one of the co-creators of Role Playing Junkies. It is a uh, live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Um, kind of like set like a radio drama, you know? And I am also a tracker on the side. I've been um, playing video games my whole life, easily. Love it. And uh, so I fit pretty well into the category of gamerpreneur.
0: It's fantastic. I cannot wait to ask you about um, the D&D the radio like, podcast because it sounds so cool. Like, yeah. I, um, I'll admit, I never played and I have yet to ever play. I have lots of friends who do play. My mother scared it out of me. I don't know if you remember back in the day, but there was all these stories about people going with flamethrowers and like level three fireballing people in real life right the satanic scare yeah right my my mother did that to me (laughs) all right uh before we kind of get into any of that i start every interview on a single question i'm going to ask you just like i ask everybody else so on a scale of one to ten ten being high how weird are you john
1: Mm, how weird am i let's see um i probably put it at like a four if it was 10 years ago, I would be up there near 10, but I'm definitely at a four, four or why five. Why do you say
0: that? Why is that? I'm super intrigued. Our culture has shifted very much. And
1: uh, where I used to be the outlier, um, now I'm pretty normal.
0: Thank you. That, that has been like the point of my show. <laughs> like, uh, it drives hey. me nuts. People are like, I'm a 12. am like, why? Like, I like anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. I'm so glad that another fellow gamerpreneur out there realizes we're just people with hobbies we're not all that different right yeah wonderful okay so this is the gamerpreneur and you've kind of told me that you've been a lifelong gamer but i do need your gaming cred when did you first start playing
1: uh first started playing with a link to the past on snes when i was five years old
0: oh geez you're not that much younger than me are you (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I was maybe seven when I started with uh, a link to the past, though. (laughs) All right. But that's cornerstone game right there. You can't get much better than that game.
1: Yeah, Zelda has always been one of the uh, one of like the best games that ever comes out. You're always waiting for it. Whenever it comes out, you buy the new system for it. You have to. It's Zelda
0: oh absolutely a hundred percent um so how did it progress from there so you started with the snes and then you progressed to flamethrowing people in life right uh
1: yeah that was number one step just got out my flamethrower started melting faces absolutely (laughs) quick gateways now um it went into let's see i moved into the n64 and started playing smash brothers of course smash brothers captain falcon Mm -hmm. let's go um uh, I think I really deeply got into games somewhere between the Game Boy Pokemon era and like the um, Super Smash Melee.
0: Okay, yeah, I will admit I'm a sleeper Jigglypuff user. No one oh. expects the Jigglypuff, and then like if you can play it well, you rock it.
1: Oh, bro, Hungry Box has always been a top. That guy's crazy. He's out of this world. <laughs>
0: So I go in there like, how do I play this game? I'll just choose (laughs) Jigglypuff. Oh, that's great. That's great. Okay. Um, So N64 led up to, you know, where? Well, um, my
1: brother built me one of my first computers soon after that. I got really into building uh, PCs. I got into PC gaming. That was a lot of fun um and then from there i really started moving into tabletop gaming discovered dnd around like i don't know 10 years old um because my brother had a knockoff version and i i forget it was probably called like uh, Heroes hero's quest or something like that uh started playing that then started getting into D with my school friends and i don't know i've been on and off uh well, I've been playing video games for my entire life, but it's, it's, really, it's really been a fun time. I mean, I even did LARPing for a while. That was great. Um, but I, I've definitely been, like, really deep into that video gaming scene.
0: Okay. Do you play anything today, or is it just mostly the tabletop?
1: Um, well, this afternoon I was playing Skyrim.
0: Um, oh, you know, it's a nine-year-old game. <laughs> Why not? <right? laughs> Still haven't yeah. beat it yet, right?
1: <laughs> well, I've beat it a couple of times, but this time I wanted to go in with, like, a different approach. I wanted to use pure destruction, see how far that would get me. Every, either I one-shot everything or everything one-shots me.
0: I think the first time I played it, I went just pure lightning build. and just, Nice. Did everything melts like you don't even get collect the loot because it melts <laughs> unlimited power yeah, pretty much you know, <laughs> with that, the increased mana just mana per you know whatever just never run out
1: <laughs> yeah dude I'm, I'm having fun using my emperor voice while playing skyrim it's great <laughs> me and my wife play it all the time uh recently i've been playing a lot of arc um of course super smash ultimate um but you know life of a trucker you get to work most of the days and you still have about an hour or two to play video games every day.
0: Okay. I got one last like video game related question. Then we'll kind of go into everything else. Um, If you had to choose one game, favorite game of all time.
1: See, okay. I've heard you ask this question before, and I have a counter
0: to that. Can I bring a person or no? Oh yeah, of course. This isn't the Desert Island. This isn't Desert Island. This is just favorite of all time. Because the Desert Island scenario takes totally different criteria into account.
1: Okay, so if it's a multiplayer game, I have to split it up into two. If it's a multiplayer game and I had never played it before, I would choose Super Smash Bros. Melee.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: But if it's not, if it's a single player game, I would choose Ark Survival Evolved.
0: Okay, I love it. All right, so what's the name of your podcast again? Role Playing Junkies. Role Playing Junkies. And how did you decide to start that? Um, Well, we were
1: uh, really... I, I was taking a very critical look at uh, all of my career choices and career moves and looking at what is the safest, what what is the best way to stave off disaster in the future? you know if someone got hurt this or this that or the other. And uh, having a passive income, having a owning a business, uh, something like that seems like one of the safest routes. It may be hard to do, hard to start out with. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna get fired because someone doesn't like me. You know?
0: You must not um, work with your wife then. But yeah, she <laughs> might. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, we needed to find an idea, something, something to make, something to do, and Dungeons and Dragons just seemed like an unlimited uh story potential.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, this is so fascinating because you know, this is what I'm trying to do in the gaming space, right? I'm trying to get people to understand they don't have to have that nine to five. They don't have to just stream because the kind I think in the gaming space, there's that, that mindset, like I have to either play video games or like, there's nothing else. Right. Right. What is, this is incredible. You like, can you walk me through how you, you, so you made the decision to start what came next?
1: Well, A lot of thinking, a lot of spitballing ideas uh, just over and over and over. What does this culture want? What do they need? Are there anyone else that's doing the same thing that I want to do? How do they do it? What's the good parts? What's the bad parts? I got together a a team, a team of my very good friends. And we started uh, opening up discord chats and Facebook messenger chats and just throwing back and forth ideas. How is this going to work? How can we do this for like five, six, seven, eight months? You know, I've been talking to a lot of other people, that do the same, the same kind of stuff. They've been giving me advice. I got uh, interviewed for uh, Guy's thesis statement. Um, Aaron, who runs another podcast, uh, d and The 10 Away, got talking with him, uh, got involved in a lot of Facebook groups. I expanded my scope of influence to surround myself by people that do that which I want to do.
0: Okay. So are you saying you didn't start for eight months? You were just planning or you started and it took eight months for anything to happen?
1: It took roughly eight months before we got our first episode out, but we had already recorded things. We got together, we set up the ideas, but it was uh, really just building the machine is what takes such a long time.
0: Okay. What do you define as the machine? What is it that someone else out there who may be thinking about starting their own podcast or their own serialized show like this, what is it they need to consider? They, gosh, (laughs) what a question. Yeah, no, this show is all about real advice, like the the nuts and bolts.
1: (laughs) Okay. What, what is it you need to consider? What's the size of the project that you want to do? Is it doable with funds that are available? Is it doable with the time that it's, that's available? Is it doable with the technology? First thing you want to consider is do you have the time? Do you have the money? Do you have the people? Do you have the technology? Do you have the knowledge? If you don't go find it, right? Beautiful, I love right? it. Right, you, you, you gotta think about six months down the road, where is it gonna be? Five years down the road, where is it gonna be? And always assess and reevaluate, how am I going to make money off this? Does it matter? Can I think about that later? Can I make a great product now and then find a way to make money later? Because that's always a possibility.
0: Absolutely. Right, let's talk about money real quick, if we can, because you just brought it up. Um, sure. How long did it take for you to start monetizing this? We still haven't. Okay, then.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're still in the middle of deals. Um, this might be something that brings in money. Um, but we're still in the middle of deals that, uh, on who wants to pay us for our product. And right now we're looking at uh, trucking recruitment, recruiting for trucking companies as it might be an ideal job for someone who's a gamer that wants to get out of the mom's basement and make some real money for a living and have the ability to bring games with them.
0: Fantastic. Okay. And how long has have you been doing your, your, uh, show so far?
1: So we are on episode four right now. We're in the middle of production, and we've been doing it since October 5th of last year.
0: Okay. So uh, it takes a couple months between episodes then?
1: Uh, It took us like six, eight months to put out our first one, um, and then it takes about a month to uh, produce everything, record and produce.
0: Okay, and for those people out there who are like, how do I create something? Because it sounds like this is more than just like my podcast. My podcast is I get someone on a Zoom call, I record it, I cut off the ends, throw it up on YouTube, it's good to go, right? Right, we,
1: um, so what we do in ours is we have like four or five different people in different locations with the best mic equipment that we can find to capture some really good sound, um, and then we play D&D. And we're really good at like we're really good at this game. Really good actors. We tell a story. We tell the story that we want to tell. And then um at the end of it, we go back, we cut out some of the stuttering, make it a lot more fluid. We cut out even some of the conversation if we have to. We do whatever we can in the editing to kind of make um it more enjoyable for the listener, uh, to produce near movie style quality, but just without the video. Um, and then we add in sound effects, uh, thanks to Sirenscape, to really bring the people into uh, an, immersive, an immersive setting. You know?
0: Very cool. Okay, and where do you plan on taking this? So what's the next year look like for you?
1: What's the next year? So the first thing we gotta do is figure out how to make money. We found out how to make a great product. Next, we got to find out how to make money. As soon as we get that in, and some money starts flowing, some viewers start coming up because viewers are going to come. If you make a good enough product, people are that people want to watch. People will watch it eventually. Um, the next step is starting to make money. Once we start profiting, um, you know, we've we've got about a five year plan. If we start profiting, if we start hitting the green, say by uh, December january something like that which i don't depending on the deal i don't know if that's feasible um the next thing we're going to do is i have a friend out in montana who makes um who makes um figurines resin figurines and he's going to start making figurines for our characters so that we can use them as promotional pieces maybe as we can even sell them uh paintable miniatures you know um of our characters and people might want to have something like that after that we are going to um we're starting to make art uh our editor is also a very good artist uh he's starting to make um uh animated shorts of our podcast and like putting in the voices with the animation and things like that um we've also been doing a lot of one shots and we might sell those to wizards of the coast um as um profitable material that people can go home and play what we played on our podcast kind of thing you know very cool um yeah <laughs> we've got like dozens ideas of ideas going forward uh hopefully culminating in a uh, gamer house model um podcast setup
0: uh, that'd be difficult. that'd be wonderful
1: right you put down 50 grand on a house and then uh all of us have lived together before at one point or another doing camps or something like that. So uh, we might all move into this house so that we can do live streaming and the podcast and YouTube and even do voice acting work on the side uh, with a rent of like 200 bucks a month.
0: Okay. So it sounds like your team has different strengths. What is it that you bring to the team?
1: Um, I'm, I'm the idea guy. I'm the guy that figures out uh, where we should go next. Um, I'm the guy that thinks up for the most part how this is gonna make money, what we're gonna do in the long run, um, what our next goals are. And I also do, uh, I voice character, Edric Imara.
0: Okay, okay. Um, what makes you unique? Like what, what skills do you say you have that somebody else doesn't necessarily have? Not a lot. I love that answer. I love that <laughs> answer because it's so true. <laughs> I,
1: I have the ability to work and do those things that I don't want to do and work more hours than I want to.
0: Okay. That's what I have. All right. Now uh, I'm going to take you out of the fantasy for a minute and let's talk about the yeah. real world. You say you're a trucker. So what, what yeah. is do IRL?
1: Uh, I am an over-the-road trucker, me and my wife. Um, Together, we cross all 48 states, um, and we bring 45,000 pounds of usually meat to uh, all major cities in the United States.
0: Okay, very cool. And how did you get into that? Uh, I got into it, um,
1: well, I got married and I needed a job, and my job wasn't giving me enough money, and I didn't want to be away from my wife for 8, 10 hours a day so we looked for a career and found the ideal one which is trucking where we get to live in the same truck and um you know i just studied up uh studied for my cdl found a major carrier that will buy me a cdl and give me training and then worked for them
0: okay is this a difficult field to get into is this something like oh heck no. anybody can get into
1: no, it's easy, man. Uh, my company, Navajo Express Incorporated, um, a lot of the times they'll bring people from halfway across the world and they will get them their CDL. They will get them their visa. It's, it's, it's a uh, uncomfortable job. It doesn't take a whole lot of skill. I mean, there are, of course, there are um, medical requirements that you have to meet. Um, you can't have a DUI. But aside from that if you're willing to work uh my company specifically will hire you for the most part will hire you they hire 700 people a year easy
0: okay say someone wants to to get into this kind of career field how do they start where do they go
1: uh you go to i think it's you google navajo navajo express inc uh you send in send in a request to do it tell them you don't have a license and if they uh uh, have a chat with one of recruiters, and they may work out a deal that they could uh, give you, uh, get you a CDL, and get you in a seat in probably like a month.
0: Fantastic! Okay, uh, like I, I love it. I, you, I meet so many different people on this show, and it's incredible. You know, did you ever expect you would do this? Oh no,
1: no! I, I, uh, I used to be a teacher at um, a university. I never thought I was going to be a trucker. never thought I was going to be a gamerpreneur, but, you know, um, it seems like I have a way of finding ways for life to work, you know, the easiest path.
0: Absolutely. What did you teach?
1: Uh, I taught English as a second language.
0: Okay. How did you get down that career path? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> right. One thing leads to another. You just got to end up there, you know?
0: Hey, I, I get it. I ended up in Las Vegas at a consulting firm and I did, wasn't expecting to get a job. Like, oh, there we go. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, kind of back to your podcast. Um, what advice would you have for somebody who's looking to start something like bare bones? They're, they're just on that, like precipice of like, I need something that I can create long term. What, what would you advice would you give to somebody?
1: Mm, what questions are they
0: asking? Um, what, what, what questions were you asking is a better question.
1: What questions was I asking? Um, like I said at the beginning, how much is this going to cost me and when is it going to make money? Um, I figured I had an extra $500, $600 a month that I could put into that. And that's more than enough to pay people to create art, to create, uh, um, to edit, to act on it. And to host it, $500 a month for the next year or two years before it starts making money seems pretty good. Um, The question that I wanted to ask the most was, what is something that people really want? What's something that people really want? Well, when uh, the COVID pandemic hit, um, big movies started going down, Mm -hmm. you know? There have there hasn't been any uh, movies this this summer. A lot of that theatrical entertainment. I mean, we still have we still have YouTube, we still have some Netflix, but uh, those big movies to look forward to are just kind of gone, and there that leaves an entertainment gap. And um, I know that I wanted to see like the next Avengers movie. Well, there's probably not going to be one uh, at problem, least this man. year. But um, I decided to try and fill that gap with. Um, with some entertainment you know
0: okay how is it going on the viewer front how many how many people are getting to listen to you um not a lot
1: not a lot there's no uh, shame
0: in that like on youtube i get maybe three views a video but on other platforms i do better so i mean
1: right we have a total of maybe uh, uh about 503 views last time i checked um but there is something comforting comforting about that is I've gotten maybe 50 or 60 uh messages on our Facebook page that say hey we really love your show um I've had a lot of friends that have contacted us and said hey we really love it we love what you're doing uh if we look on our um Spotify we Spotify or uh iTunes or whatever we've got all five star reviews so it's just a matter of time between here where Everyone likes the product that we're making and they start telling other people that they like the product and they start watching.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So I'm gonna pull back. I want to talk about you a little more personally if we can. Sure. If you've watched my episodes, you kind of understand what's gonna happen here. Um okay. you see, I, I believe we learn the most from our failures in life. The things that screwed us up are actually what carry us forward. Like we learn from those things. So what is something that you have failed at and what did you learn from it?
1: Gosh, something that I failed at is uh, when I tried to become a steel broker. Um, I was I was young and I asked a good friend if you would mentor me in being a steel broker. And that was basically starting my own business uh, with a little bit of his help. I thought it was going to come easy to make like $100,000 a year. Um, and I did not consider the amount of effort that I needed to put into it. Um, I spent a lot of my time playing League of Legends instead of uh, studying books on steel and learning about the industry and watching YouTube videos doing that. Um, I, I mean, I love gaming, but I, on a personal level, I didn't come prepared that I should have been. I wasn't willing to put in the work. And that was a big failure in my life. And I don't really want that to happen again. I want to be prepared. I want to put in the work and I want to succeed at what I do. We don't like failing, but it should teach us something if we're paying attention.
0: Certainly. But it sounds like it was simply a matter of focus. Your focus was not on the right place. But as soon as you realized you needed to change where your focus should be, it went there. It was too late. I it? missed
1: that opportunity.
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, I thank you for that that answer. Um, what is something you're working to improve on in yourself today?
1: Today, um, what I'm really working on improving is um, trying to be kinder to people, because when when your plate is so full, when you are working fourteen to sixteen hours a day, uh, you get not the greatest sleep because we're sleeping on the road um it's really easy to let all of those little things be an excuse to be not as kind to people as i should be but um especially when you know you've got a lot riding on you and stress is high it's easy to be kind to people and treat them the way that they want to be treated when you're living a relaxed carefree life you know, when, when you've got a lot riding on the line, you got a business that you got to keep up. Um, you got a 80,000 pound vehicle that you got to keep out of the ditch. You know, there's, there's a lot riding on the line and I want to be a person where, um, the things that are going on in my life don't affect how I treat other people.
0: That's wonderful. Fantastic, John. Okay. This has been a wonderful interview. I really do. Thank you. How do people find you? Where are you on social media? How do they actually get to your show? Um,
1: oh, good luck. Uh, how do you get to my show? You you Google role-playing junkies. If you Google role-playing junkies, you'll find us on quite a few different places. We're on Spotify, um, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, or you could look up our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is role-playing junkies. You find us, you'll find links to the show there, and occasionally you'll find some great art or uh, great people, great updates things like that, part of the community where you can like join in and talk about the show.
0: Fantastic. Well, this has been a genuine honor. Thank you, John. Uh, Before we like wrap this up though, is there anything else you wanna share with us or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Mm -hmm.
1: let's see. Well, maybe uh, what is it like So the idea behind being a gamerpreneur, right, it's trying to do something that you love um, that you can be, do a living off of. And there's, there's been an idea going around lately that uh, if something causes you a bit of pain, a bit of stress or discomfort, it can no longer be something that you love. Well, for me, uh, gaming is something that I will always love no matter how difficult the job of being a business owner is, you know um, it's really easy to get stuck and This has become difficult. So, so that I no longer like it. Well, how do I say this? What's, what's a better way of saying this just because something's hard doesn't mean you can't love it, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you're talking about plateaus. Like a lot of, I think one of those things that people don't realize is you may see some growth and then it's going to, it'll stop. Like almost every time it's going to stop, no matter what you're doing to advertise or promote or putting out there, there will come a point where it's just not going anywhere. And that's when people like, Oh no, this isn't working anymore. That just means you need to be more creative because you found like the perfect equilibrium for where you're currently at and what you're currently doing. It's time to start expanding and growing.
1: Yeah. A little bit of effort will always help something grow, you know, and a little bit of creative thought. I,
0: I absolutely understand. Like when you hit that plateau, it does start to get to grade on you. Like I'm putting in all these hours, I'm doing all this work and like nothing is happening. What's going on here? And that's just a matter of creativity though. It's time to start broadening your horizons.
1: Yeah, start learning a little bit more, start putting in a little bit more effort and then soon that'll break through.
0: Absolutely. Okay, John Boggess, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Well, thank you, Dr. Bradley Carlton. Absolutely. Now for everybody else, I'm gonna remind you all, don't be just a gamer. Be a gamerpreneur.